This is All Things ANSYS, a podcast from the technical support staff at PADT. Episode 65, thoughts and suggestions from ANSYS Simulation World and a look at the news and events in the world of ANSYS. I'd like to welcome our listeners to another episode of our little podcast. Well, there's a lot going on out there in the world, um, but that's not the focus of this podcast. So we will turn to talking about all things ANSYS. And ANSYS continues to lead the way out there. Um, Do check out the COVID-19 page. We talked about it two episodes ago, but there's been some simulations, including an ultraviolet virus killer for aircraft and and a look at how airflow um, works with the ventilation system in an airplane when you sneeze or cough. Um, and should help you decide where to sit in said plane. So um, check that out. Um, and they keep adding stuff to it all the time as customers and, and uh, academic partners do more simulations. So Google uh, ANSYS COVID-19 challenges, and that'll take you right there. Um, I, I recommend checking that out on a regular basis. Today for our interview and discussion, um, we're going to talk about Simulation World. So this week was um, our first, for many of us, virtual user group meeting, and definitely for ANSYS, the first virtual user group meeting. So they had over, I think it was 45,000 people register for this event. I don't know how many people actually showed up. We'll find out. But uh, there were a lot of people there listening to presentations and interacting with each other through chat and uh, and rooms. It's a, It was a really cool event. So we decided we would talk about it. I got the uh, both the ANSYS sales and technical support team to uh, come to uh, have a discussion about it. And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy their perspective on it. I do have to make a confession. One of the reasons why I got so many of them to show up is when I sent out the invitation, I didn't actually put in the title podcast recording. I just said... Uh, discuss simulation world. So they all showed up ready to have an internal discussion. And then I said, welcome to our podcast. And they were all a little bit surprised, Um, but they did a fantastic job and they shared their thoughts anyway. And uh, I think both uh, from a, from a lot of different perspectives, you'll, you'll see what uh, was good about the event and hopefully encourage you to uh, check it out if you haven't already. Welcome to our post-simulation world discussion with uh, both the PADT technical and sales team. So we've got a a big group of folks here uh, to join us to talk about our, uh, for most of us, our first virtual trade show. I think a couple of you had gone to one earlier in the week that was a smaller one. Um, Let's just go around uh, and and I'll I'll, I'll give you a first name and you can just say who you are and what you do for PADT. And I'm going to go alphabetically here. Brian. Sure. This is Brian Benbow. I'm an account manager of Southern California, uh, ANSYS with PADT. Cool. Dan? ANSYS account manager, Arizona. Nice. Heather? Hi. Yeah, this is Heather Dean. I am the ANSYS account manager for Utah and Colorado. Fantastic. Joe Woodward? Hi, I'm uh, Joe Woodward. I'm senior mechanical engineer and lead trainer for PADT in Arizona. Matt. I'm Matt Sutton, and I am uh, involved in the services group doing simulation services and then also uh, customization work. Miles. Hi, uh, Miles Atkins, uh, application engineer in Arizona. Fantastic. Ted. This is Ted Harris, Simulation Support Manager here at PADT and longtime ANSYS user um, over three decades now. 
And last but not least, because his name begins with a W, Will. Will Crusby, uh, account manager for Northern California and also acting account manager for Texas. So I'm just opening it up. This this was for me, it was my first virtual event. What what are your impressions about doing a trade show virtual? Anybody want to start the discussion? I'll start the discussion, Eric. This cool. is Ryan. I think it was I think it's actually a pretty good insight into what is possible. I think, you know, the number of registrations, the way they were quick, uh, able to uh, put this thing together pretty quickly. I was amazed at um, the level of organization and the the presentations, the way they were able to put them out. And so <laughs> I think it is a good indication of what you can do virtually uh, in the future. Good point. Anybody else? This is Will. I'll jump in. Um, just from I, I've worked on the marketing side before, and I know how hard it is to capture leads uh, physically at a trade show. Um, so in this way, digitally capturing leads is one way to scale it. Um, and everybody that's joining that conference all has something in common. Uh, most of them are you know, in or they're interested in simulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's sort of a common ground that everybody shares. Um, so I think from that standpoint of things, it's uh, it could be effective, you know, later on cool the engineers on the call you guys attended some of the some of the presentations how was that compared to sitting in a conference room this is uh matt sutton and i yeah i attended a few of the presentations i actually enjoyed um being able to sort of jump in and out uh, as as needed Mm -hmm. and i was also really actually pretty impressed with some of the content um Mm -hmm. a lot of the content actually and uh, so i i enjoyed it um there isn't anything like being there in person, but of course, obviously in these times that uh, I thought it was a, a wonderful mm-hmm. second way to do it. Ted, I saw you unmute yourself there. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to attend a whole lot of technical sessions, but I mean, as far as, you know, compared to a live event, I mean, it wasn't that much different, right? Because you had a mm-hmm. speaker and you had slides they were going through. Um, I guess one difference is you could not see who else was watching a given presentation. So that was kind of different. But, um, you know, being able to sit in the comfort of your own home while you're doing it, um, Mm -hmm. that that was, you know, kind of kind of nice. You know, one thing I liked, I don't know if you guys took advantage of it, was we could do chat um, while the person was talking. And and that that was kind of, you know, some people were making just saying hi, but uh, on a couple of the presentations, we had some kind of side technical side discussions that were kind of cool. Miles, did you want to add something? Oh, I was going to uh, say that I appreciated the ability to watch them on demand. So, you know, usually at an in-person conference, you kind of have to pick and choose, you know, if there's multiple sessions occurring at the same time and, and you weren't really restricted to that with a virtual conference, you could, get get in all the all the sessions that you want or interested in yeah yeah this is joe i was going to make the same point i was actually able to watch a bunch of sessions while still manning the booth mm-hmm. uh, which you can't do at a at a full trade show but then now um the links are still there to go back and and mm-hmm. watch them on demand still 
that's a really good point because when you've got multiple tracks, right, and you 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 want to go to the the fluent meshing one, but you also want to go to like the uh, Ansys mechanical customization, and they're at the same time, right? But uh, in this case, you can just pick the one you want to do live. Maybe you want to ask some questions and then go to the other one uh, later at your at your own discretion. So that was a real positive. Um, did anybody get a chance to try and socialize? Uh, did that uh, chatting or hanging out any booths or anything? I, I I tried. I said hi to a couple people, but it, that that didn't work out as well as I'd hoped. <laughs> I chatted a little in uh, a couple of the the lounges, the simulation mm-hmm. lounge. Mm-hmm. Um, chatted a little bit there, but but that was about it. It was just a little hard to to see all the chats going by mm-hmm. um, and see who was actually there. Try to catch catch people in the lounge at the time. Yeah, it, I think that's exactly the problem I have is somebody I knew would be would say something and I would say hi. And by the time they read it, they were or the, by the time I said hi, they were gone or. Yeah, so that's that's a, when we get to the suggestions part. We'll have to come back to that. Um, so the other thing I wanted to really know is what I know. I've got a couple I need to go back and, and look at um, that. I didn't get a chance to see live. But what was everybody's favorite uh presentation mine was Ajay's um I thought the the fire and vigor and just he fired me up I, it, it's it's hard to get inspired about this nerdy stuff and he did it so I was I was really it was really cool what do you, what do you guys think yeah I, I thought his was great I actually watched it twice I watched the the one the night before for the um uh in India mm-hmm. uh, that version <laughs> <laughs> Were they different? <laughs> uh, no, no, it okay. was the same. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. Matt, I think you're going to say something. Yeah, mine was actually uh, uh, Tom Hughes, um, professor out of Austin, and uh, it was on the Ellis Dinah side. But mm-hmm. um, his ability to to go into depth into the the technical depth was was wonderful. But then he could, you know, his capability of explaining it and uh, his sort of making his case was really good. So I. Thoroughly appreciated that one. Cool. Ted? Uh, as a racing fan, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. the autonomous uh, talk by the gentleman from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. There was some really nice history uh, of the, the Speedway, the Indianapolis 500. Um, there was a nice comparison of that being the world's largest sporting venue and, you know, mm-hmm. comparing it by having other sporting venues, in, you know, pictured inside it mm-hmm. and then just um, all the information on the autonomous racing series that they're working toward for next year. That's pretty cool. Um, I have mixed feelings about that as a, as a former racing fan, as you know, um, um, the, the, the fact that uh, the technology is going to be amazing that they use for that, but the button, the seat and the human, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> Anybody else got a favorite? <laughs> are they going to have autonomous uh, viewers? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have the races. We, we won't even know uh, about it. Yeah, we're getting the science fiction. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else have a favorite out there? I like the lung modeling presentation from Ohio State. That was a good, really good one. Another one that I really liked, um, and I think Matt, you saw it as well, was um, the national labs are basically putting together an HPC stack. So codes like ANSYS can run on it and have these common sets of tools across these, they're building these gigantic 
massively parallel computing systems. And so they're putting together all the, the software and stuff and tools that are needed to, to, to do that consistently across platforms. And um, it was, it was a really interesting look at how far that's come from, uh, from Linux basically. Right. So um, that was, that was a cool one. Yeah. That was the exascale. Yeah. Exascale. Yeah. Yeah. A billion, billion operations a second. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, if nobody has any others that were their favorite, I'll move on. Um, that, and I always like to ask this one as, as your boss and not as the moderator of this. What did you learn? What, what value add to PADT was there? <laughs> Just kidding. What, what, but it, was there something, uh, you know, I, the big thing for me was, was learning about the whole Exascale project, uh, which I didn't know about. Uh, anybody else learn something new and different that they didn't know? You know, I'll, I'll touch on, you know, the panel with the CTOs um, from several mm -hmm. yes. of those prominent companies. You know, it, it's not that I learned anything new, but it, it kind of reinforced what, what we mm -hmm. constantly talk about, you know, the impact, especially from a C-level, the impact um, that simulation has on a company and and just how it allows them to um, solve their technology problems and, and stay leaders in their industry. I thought that was really cool. Um, mm -hmm. And they're really well spoken, you know, so just yeah. learning that C-level perspective was was really neat. Yeah, I, that, that's a really good point because because for me there wasn't too many new things right because we stay pretty plugged in um, so it's not like oh I didn't know we could do that but um, the, um, the reinforcing maybe what we've been saying as an aspirational thing for a couple of years and seeing people do it the CTOs are a great example of them doing digital twins, not, not having a pilot program, not talking about how digital twins in the future will be useful, but this is our digital twin. The, is it Baker Hughes? I think talked about how they use that and additive manufacturing to uh, design their drill bits. And this was, this is a real world in the ground today example uh, of the stuff that, you know, maybe five years ago was kind of aspirational. So I thought that was that that was a real eye opener for me as well. Well, one one thing I saw that was interesting, I can't remember who it was. I, honestly, I think it was like Texas Instruments or um, somebody around around that regard. Um, but they were working on ADAS and autonomy, <laughs> and they gave a basically a presentation of their hardware in the loop type of simulation that they do. Um, so it touched on. A couple of things. It touched on um, running simulations in the cloud, uh, testing and validating uh, ADAS hardware and autonomy. Uh, so it had a lot of touch points to um, stuff that's relevant to us, at least in the, the ANSYS platform. Mm -hmm. Did any of you guys see the Ericsson presentation on 5G? Go back and watch that one. Um, so I watched that one. Did you watch one? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there's a lot in 5G. <laughs> There's a lot of hardware in 5G, which excites us as a simula simulation people, um, uh, both, both electromagnetics and thermal and stress and, and, and even wind loading, right, for antennas and things. Um, thermal as well for fluids. Um, but um, I was surprised. I didn't really understand the architecture behind the whole network and this idea of a lot of the computing going on very local to where the signal is being read um, and this idea of micro clouds that he talked about. Um, and, and I think there's going to be a lot of simulation challenges um, because they're going to have these small kind of independent nodes that are part of this network. 
So I, I, I really like that one. Um, I can't wait till it's here as well. I can't wait till I have that kind of bandwidth, but they're promising almost no latency, which is huge. Okay. Move on. So the last question really um, were for those of you who are listening, uh, we were also asked by ANSYS to give them feedback on what we could do. They could do better. Um, and, I'll, and I'll preface, ask the, I'll say before I ask the question that um, for those of you that listen to the previous podcast, Lynn talking about how quickly they put this together, basically from scratch to, you know, uh, what was the final number? Did you guys see that LinkedIn post? Was it 40 some thousand people? It was 54 plus. Uh, 54,000 plus people uh, registered for the event. Uh, so hats off to them, man. It's not putting it together in marketing and getting 54,000 people to sign up is pretty impressive. Um, but there's always room for improvement. And so one of the things that I thought we would we would kill two birds with one stone and have the discussion here on the podcast. Um, what would you guys change about the format? Any Any suggestions? I have no clue how I would do it, but mm-hmm. if there was a way to somehow make it easier to socialize, yep. um, that's, that that would be my suggestion or focus. Everything else was great. Because I go to these events for two reasons. One is to get to learn new stuff, right? Go to the presentations, learn what's new with Ansys, learn how customers are using it, think of new applications, learn new technologies that people present. But also to build a real, you know, meet people, people that I may talk to, maybe people that read the blog or listen to the podcast or that that we've uh, talked over email and actually meet them in person. And that for me, we got to figure out a way to do that. I totally agree. That, that was the biggest uh, missing part for me. Anybody else got a suggestion? I would Joe? think the uh, having the booth chat, mm-hmm. uh, that was great. But if you if the people didn't actually go to that, that page or that button, mm-hmm. then they mm-hmm. didn't see it. So I think they they just needed to have a static window in mm-hmm. the booth view uh, that, that just ran the chat mm-hmm. um, so that people would see it right off the bat. Right. Because people would stop and say hi, but if we weren't looking right at the chat at that time, like we, we were over in another window, we, we can see it and they were gone. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Well, and I think we said hi mm-hmm. to people that came into our booth, but mm-hmm. they didn't see that at all. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe just having a window that's open, that's your, your, uh, your chat. And as you move into a different room or different booth, the connection changes. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. We also have anything else format wise. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll comment. Um, so it did add an extra layer, uh, a barrier of communication, um, just mm-hmm. having to send a, a, a request to chat. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, you know, multiple win- windows open at once. Somebody might have been in um, in a in in a in a talk track where mm-hmm. I was, you know, requesting to to speak with them. So I didn't get a whole lot of interaction in that way. And I'm a people person. I am mm-hmm. most definitely a people person. <laughs> and during these times, it's it's definitely a struggle for me. Um, I love interacting with folks. I love getting to hear their background, their stories, their challenges. And um, I would just also not uh, aside from the format. So I just encourage people to to interact. I mean, yes. um, <laughs> give, uh, giving people that uh, that attention that we so lack. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and a couple of listeners to this podcast did a shout out, but it was to, to us through chat, but it wasn't in our booth or any of, any of the lounges. It was while a presentation was going on, I would say hi from PADT and a couple of would say, hey, you know, love the podcast um, while someone else was talking. So I think I think uh, we need to, you know, we're engineers, right? We need to work on that socialization thing. But uh, I, I totally agree with you. And maybe there's some technological solutions. Any, any other suggestions for uh, like maybe on the content? Was it too technical, not technical enough, more more training? What, what would you like to see? <laughs> I, I think there was a good amount of technical data. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, some of it was, you know, people go to trade shows to sell. So yeah, um, I, I think you, you always end up with some commercials like mm-hmm. presentations, but um, I, I think overall it was a, it was a good, good mix. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The LS Dynaside was, uh, of course they've been doing this for a while. Right. So um, there's a lot of very technical papers um, and unfortunately, Jim couldn't join us today, but he, you know, Jim's our, our key LS Dyna user. So he, he attended those and he said they were fantastic. So that I, I think I would like to see more how to papers presented, like getting into the nitty gritty of here's how I built my model. Here's the parameters I used. Here's why it didn't converge. Here's how I fixed it. Um, I, th- I think that would be really interesting. Yeah. They might want to kind of break it out as a technical track. Yes. Yes. This is a more mm-hmm. sales-oriented track. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. For the people that want to go to that, some people don't, right? But uh, uh, I think that would have been, would have been a good improvement. Maybe else ain't got any suggestions? What do you guys think about if PADT did uh, trade? Since, since our territory is is not just uh, the four corner states anymore, we've got getting customers even after COVID, uh, getting customers to travel f- from Texas and California and Arizona to one place, um, and all the states between Utah and Colorado and New Mexico, blah blah blah, um, to travel to one place is kind of tough, yeah, just because of the cost. Uh, do you think uh, we should try doing user group meetings this way in the future? I think it could work. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, that's uh, that was kind of related to my earlier comment was that you know there were some definite hiccups in the way this simulation world took place. But if we could figure out a way to iron out some of those things, like Heather mentioned, like Dan mentioned, like you mentioned, make it easier to socialize and dialogue with people. I mean, you you could have these multiple times throughout the year, like you said. It definitely reduces the cost and they're um, easier to execute than trying to convince people to, to gather in one uh, region so mm-hmm. of, the, mm-hmm. so of the country. So I think, yeah, if you figure out how to make the socialization part easier, it's definitely something that could benefit. Cool. Yeah. And, and of course, Brian lives in Southern California. So the fact that he doesn't have to get in a car and drive somewhere is a lifesaver. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Uh, anybody else got any uh, thoughts on that or any other things you want to discuss before we wrap it up? Well, I appreciate it, everybody. Oh, Miles, I just saw you come off mute. What do you want to say? I, I think I think we're uh, we're glossing over the fact that VR headsets exist and trades are expensive. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I'm just throwing that out there. I like the way you think. Even even just the 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 cardboard box you put on your phone, right? Yeah. Well, then it, it you can I, I guess having more of a physical presence in a virtual environment. That's 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 what I'm kind of getting at. Is oh, I like that idea. Yeah. What about like The Sims? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we all have an avatar and we walk yeah. around. Exactly. I was kind of, I, you know, I forgot about that, Dan. I think you're right. I was kind of, I kind of forgot about that. Um, as an, uh, early on, I was hoping that's what it was going to be is that when they said you were in a lobby that we'd have, we'd be able to design our own avatar. Like, uh, I'll admit here in front of all our listeners and you guys that I play, um, animal crossing. And uh, sometimes my friends come to my island and we hang out. Why can't we do that for? Uh, why can't we do this at Animal Crossing next time? <laughs> there, I lost everybody. They all quit. My boss plays Animal Crossing. <laughs> I don't know what that is, so no comment. <laughs> You're better off for it. You're better off for it, Ted. <laughs> okay, um, I think that's it. Uh, anybody, uh, any, any, any parting shots or words of wisdom before we take off? I don't think so. Okay. Well, again, thanks all. I had one, Eric, and it's really something that you had said with the, this is really the first, yeah. uh, full ANSYS conference for all products since I think 2008 was the last one. Uh, you uh, you are right. And it was just CFX and ANSYS, right? Back then, maybe fluent and just fluent. fluent well, just, they had just... I think signed the ink on Ansoft. Okay, you're right. Yes, because the the head of Ansoft was one of the speakers. I remember that. Yeah, 2008. Wow, 12 years ago. So I'm hoping hoping this will uh, this this uh, will allow us to do international uh, conferences every year. And uh, and uh, I think the other takeaway from your guys's comments is really well done the the one thing to fix is figure out how to socialize more and i think avatars virtual reality that's the way to go i totally agree all right thanks everybody um you have it's friday here and uh when we're recording this so i hope everybody has a fantastic and safe weekend and uh we'll see you guys soon thanks thank you thanks eric thanks if you did miss all or part of the event, no worries. Go to simulation-world.com and click on the Watch Now button. You can register there or sign in um, if you've already got a login. Uh, do check it out. One thing that uh, we did learn is uh, some of us couldn't find our login information. What we found is if you go to the login and click Forgot Password, just put in your email address. If you're registered, it'll send you an email and you can log in that way. It was fantastic. I also want to um, give a big thanks to our listeners who gave us, uh, who stopped by the booth to say hi uh, in presentations. You know, you can chat during the presentations. Uh, we would say hi. People would say, hey, uh, we love the podcast. And even especially during Ajay's presentation to the Western Hemisphere, um, I said hi and a couple people said they love the podcast. So uh, I really appreciate that. It really was a real treat to see that. And uh, after thanking you all for being so nice, I'm going to try and sell you something. It's commercial time. Please consider PADT as your ANSYS supplier if you're in the southwestern U.S. and for simulation consulting and customization. We're also just as good at additive manufacturing and product development. So give us a try. We love what we do, and our customers tell us that we are good at it. Let's talk about the ANSYS stock. Um, if you follow the stock market, you know that we were at kind of a, a high a couple a week or two ago, and then it's uh, more recently kind of taken a little bit of a dump. Um, that's true for ANSYS as well. It got up to two ninety point seven five on June eighth, so that's just nine under nine dollars under their all time high of two ninety nine. So um, that's really good to see that recovery, uh, even with this little adjustment, they're still pretty high. Um, since then, it's gone down to two seventy twenty 
57. So um, along with the rest of the market, that puts ANSYS up 5.18% for the year. And the S&P 500, in contrast, is down 5.89. If we look at some of the sector stocks that we usually look at, uh, Autodesk, PTC, and Dassault, Autodesk is actually up uh, 20.55% percent for the year. Uh, a big turnaround for them. In fact, they had an, their all-time high, as, as far as I can tell, um, on, I think it was June 10th. Yeah, June 10th for them. So that's pretty special. Um, they, I tried to figure out why, because what's changed. And it looks like they released some numbers that talked about how much of their customer base has been converted to cloud-based um, subscriptions rather than pay up front. Um, and maybe we can have a podcast about the pros and cons of those two different business models uh, from the user's perspective. But from the software company's perspective, um, those those subscriptions are fantastic. And Wall Street loves them because it's, rec- it's, it's regular revenue. Um, so that's probably what happened there. PTC is, is down for the year only 0.36%. And Dassault is down uh, 0.88%. So in the noise range. So they're pretty much where they started the year, which is a good recovery. They were both higher before this little downturn recently. And as a reminder, ANSYS is up year to date by 0.18%. So we'll see what happens next. Um, Who knows? (laughs) Who knows what's next? Maybe Yellowstone will blow and then everything will be different. Um, In the ANSYS news world, ANSYS launched their Art of Simulation contest. So this is asking for images of cool simulations. And uh, if you can show your models, please do submit. Um, it's, it's fantastic. And we, and we highly recommend that you check it out when they release the images. The deadline is October 2nd to submit. Public voting, so we get to we get to give our voice of what we like, begins October 19th and ends November 13th. Winners will be announced at the beginning of December. And uh, we'll definitely follow that on the podcast because we're excited about it and we will share it with you. The other news that they, um, they put out since the last time we talked is that ANSYS partnered with a company called Electromagnetic Applications. It's actually a company we know and have worked with in the past. Very smart, capable people. And what they did is they released a uh, design validation workflow for cable harnesses. So these are um, uh, basically bundles of cables that are signal cables uh, and power, right? So how much uh, crosstalk and signal integrity loss is there in these harnesses? as they move throughout a structure of some kind. And usually an aircraft is what we care about. So if you do that sort of thing, especially in aerospace, check out this new tool. I think it's going to save a huge amount of time and effort uh, modeling these problems and identifying and fixing problems with uh, cable issues, cable harness issues. We don't have any PADT news to share. ANSYS blog as well. I don't really have anything to share because uh, they did post quite a bit, but it's all about simulation world or the stuff we've already talked about, like the cable harness package. In the PADT blog, we actually had three go out since the last time we talked, and maybe two. I can't remember if I covered the first one, but if I did, I apologize. Um, Josh Stout wrote an article uh, called an ANSYS OptiSlang Overview and Optimization Example with ANSYS IcePack. As the name implies, what he did is he uh, showed what you can do with OptiSlang by hooking it up to an ANSYS IcePack model. And so it's a great example of using that optimization tool. And and everybody should check that out. Um, uh, We should all be taking a look at OptiSlang. 
as a, a much more powerful optimization tool than what we probably use now. Ted Harris wrote a simple adjustment to fix a contact convergence problem in ANSYS Mechanical. So as many of you know who use ANSYS Mechanical, it gets really frustrating when your model's all ready to go and then it diverges because your contact's not converging. Um, this is a, a really cool little trick, or I mean, you know, a trick, but just a little fix to uh, help solve that problem and get it to converge faster. And then Nathan Huber uh, wrote an article called What I Use Most from My Engineering Management Master's Degree. So if you don't know Nathan, he is a, one of our CFD experts, but he also does project management. And a couple of years ago, he decided to go back to school and get a master's degree in engineering management. And it's been, um, it's been really a degree for PADT as well. So he's been sharing with us what he learned and helping us do a better job at uh, project management. It's a real important uh, differentiator for us. We're pretty good at it, and he's helped to make us even better. So check that out. We've only got one event coming up. We have a webinar uh, called Combining Simulation with Additive Manufacturing to Optimize a Product. So we uh, invite you to join us for that. It's at uh, 10 o'clock on June 17th. And um, it should be a, a great uh, discussion um, about, you know, combining two of our favorite things, which is simulation and additive manufacturing. We don't have anything else scheduled. Uh, the bottom line is that, um, well, the, 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 all of our, we, we were, I think everybody thought we would be able to do face-to-face uh, -face events by June, and that's not happening. So they all got pushed back to September and October. Um, that's pretty much it. So I want to thank everybody for attending. And, and again, thank you sincerely for the shout outs at Simulation World. Um, hopefully, now that we know what it's like, um, we'll figure out ways to uh, uh, maybe do a meetup or, or meet some of you uh, there during the event next time they do it. Don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter at www.padtinc.com slash opt-in and spread the word about the podcast. We'd love to have more listeners and don't hesitate to reach out. And as we like to say these days in the world of COVID-19, stay smart, healthy, and safe, and then productive. Thank you for joining us for the All Things ANSYS podcast, episode 65. As a reminder, this podcast is not affiliated in any way with ANSYS Inc., and the opinions expressed are those of the people on the show only and not of their current or former employers. For more information, visit www.padtinc.com slash blog, and please share your thoughts and questions through an email to podcast at padtinc.com. See you next time.